Guys, welcome back to the Jew Rogaine Experience podcast. Joining me today uh, is uh, a friend of mine, a fellow comedian. Hi, Josh. Uh, Ian, Ian Ira Russo, who next month on April 23rd, um, it may be this month. Probably when I release this episode, it'll be okay. it'll be this month on April twenty third. Yes. Ian will be recording his hour. Sorry again at the QED Theater in Astoria, Queens. Correct. Um, I'm aware. I've been to QED. I've performed there myself. Uh, I'm performing there. I'm going to be in New York at the same time as you. I unfortunately, I w- I would actually love to go to your taping, but. I, I don't have I, to. <laughs> I unfortunately am producing uh, Undiscovered Genius that same night in New York at really cool. uh, what the West Side Comedy Club. West Side Comedy Club, okay. So be there instead of Ian's tape. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, all right. So Dude. so so I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump into it. First off, I, I want to start out the podcast by saying that um, uh, you know I did your podcast and uh, I've I've listened I've I've actually it's one of the it's one of the only podcasts I've ever been on in my entire life that I went back and re-listened to because of how much your mother hated the episode with me. And I want to say Mrs. Russo, if you are if you are putting yourself through watching this episode she probably of, will. of this podcast, I'd like to let you know that one I understand how you felt. I I don't agree with it. I think it's actually an excellent episode and I, I believe I give you some excellent advice in that episode of the podcast it, that contributed that contributed to uh to your special in ways. Um, can I say something like honestly? Yeah, yeah. You're you're 100% right. <laughs> There's uh there is one random part in the episode where you're talking about the whole reality TV thing and why I was uh why was I going on dates with this person and like you're the you were the first person to open up make me open up and say yeah, it was specifically an attempt at to get over someone. And that was kind of like, oh, I could actually draw that in a, I could tell that story in a linear form, and that just kind of like snowballed into everything else. Well, what I was going to say is, yeah. I just want to say to you, Mrs. Russo, if you are listening or watching and or watching the podcast, that I hope you enjoyed this episode of my show more than you enjoyed the episode <laughs> of Ian. I think I have some nice yep. things to say about Ian, and uh, I, I probably hope. have some things you, you, you may be upset about. Okay. Uh, first off, Ian... I just gave you credit so, for my entire yeah, hour. But, no, no, yeah. I, yeah. Well, well, what I was about to say is, you know, watching your hour last night, I'm in a state of utter shock. I'm in a state of utter shock. And and this is a weird way to put it. And I, and I mean this. And I mean this. I mean this in a nice way. You are the first person I've ever seen. <laughs> Never do a good five, but somehow do an excellent hour. <laughs> It's like, what's the difficulty? What's the difficulty for me in booking you? I don't know. You know, I see you. I see you at more open mics than anyone. I watch you do. But like, it was so interesting to see how a recontextualization of a lot of these bits you do in your hour. Here's the main thing. Here's the main thing, Ian. And this is something that I feel like I've been saying to you for a long time that I finally saw put into play uh, when you did your hour last night, which is it's like... It's like like when I see you doing your five minutes, I'm like, what is this egotistical <laughs> character you're putting on who's like talking about like I'm an LA eight and, and all this stuff? Like it's funny in like a in like a deluded in like a <laughs> deluded way, but it's uh, it's um 
but like I'm like you know that you're 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 a unique person and and there's a lot to be self-deprecating about I'm a self-deprecating comic and you unloaded it in your special yep like 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 <laughs> like uh you know I think that the the interesting the interesting the most interesting thing about watching your hour was that in a in a lot of ways you took kind of a thesis of I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> you took I'm a piece of shit, but there are things I've learned from being a piece of shit and I'd like to be better. I appreciate that you've pulled that from I appreciate that you've actually pulled that from the hour like that. Uh, you appreciate that you, I've pulled the I'm a piece yeah, of shit. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> but Is you it, like say that you say things like, uh, I mean, man, I, I don't know if this is if this is the best joke from the hour, but it was the hardest I laughed during it. And I want to and I want to be I want to be completely I want to be completely clear here. If you're watching this, if you're listening to this and and understand I am in an utter state of shock. I was saying to people like 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 um, when you first announced that you were going to do an hour, I was genuinely worried. I was genuinely worried that you were going to kill yourself after that. Like it was going to be a situation where you did this and it led to you killing yourself. Little did I know that I was going to kill myself because of your hour. (laughs) Fingers crossed. I was like, I was like hoping that maybe I was like, maybe this hour will get Ian to quit comedy. Little did I know that it would get me to quit comedy. Um, But uh, but 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 what I what I what I real what I really want to say is like like I'm not saying this facetiously. I thought the hour was really good. I appreciate that. Uh, I, I uh, you know, and I worry about telling you that because I know yeah. that you uh, you can you can sometimes go down a road of like overdoing everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You know, it's like it's like when you do the list. You know, I think yeah. the list is really funny. Yeah. Um, and pro- I probably like the list on a certain level because I'm yeah. I'm number yeah. one on. You it. have to, but uh, but but I mean, I'll tell you one of the funniest things, or one of the most interesting the things that happened from the list is the day you put it out. I got asked to be on an improv show. I got asked to be on a Laugh Factory show, and a website hit me up about making me their featured comedian for the day. So as meaningless, ridiculous, arbitrary, stupid, and trolly as listed. <laughs> and I love that you call yourself a troll in yeah. your hour. Uh, it does. There were people, I'm in a comedian group chat. There were people on the group chat messaging me, messaging everyone during the group chat, being like, I hope I'm on that list. Yeah. I hope I'm on this list that says Josh is number one because he bought a koozie. <laughs> yep. So I think like in, a, in an interesting way, like the list is funny, it's trolling. It upsets people. It makes people happy, and it kind of points out an absurdity about lists in general. But then you do a thing where you don't shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> yep. No. Yeah. There are people who are upset they were on the list, and some of those same people were upset that they didn't rank higher on the list. And uh, some people yep. that were maybe upset that they were on the list the first time were upset not to be on the list again later. Yeah. It's- uh, I, I I said, listen. You gave me the two rankings on the list I would have wanted the most. You made me 100 the first year because I felt like 100 is a statement in and of itself. Yeah. It's like I want to I want to knock this person down. <laughs> I have I have animosity towards this person. So I'm gonna put that's like a feel. A hundred is a hundred is maybe the spot on the list second most thought about 
to number one, <laughs> if not more thought about to number one. And then you made me number one, which of course I wanted to be. Yeah, <laughs> who, who doesn't? doesn't? Who yeah. doesn't? Who doesn't? I posted it on my Very- Instagram. It's it's on my website. I put it in flyers for when I was on tour. Recently picked as the number one comic to watch in 2023. And it's not was- a lie. I'm on a list that says that. And it probably drew a couple people. It, well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. It might have. It very well might have. Um, so I love that you called yourself a troll. I think you are one of the one of the trolliest trolls <laughs> in LA. Yeah, I think um, but this was the first time this is the first time I felt that that you've kind of elevated past trolling. There was sincerity. Yeah. That's what was good about it. There was it there was sincerity. There was humility, there was vulnerability, there was honesty. All things I felt have been missing when I see you do five minutes. Why can't you do five minutes of that hour? <laughs> I have, just not well. Yeah, it's weird. You know, it's like it's. Uh, uh, I'm in a group chat of people who are confounded by your hour. Uh, and well, is uh, Seth Lawrence, Seth and Sarah, Seth Lawrence? and Sarah, they yep. they both they both stand firm behind me. In and and I want to also add, you know, it's like you know, I'm someone that knows Ian. Austin came with me. He knows you. We were yep. both like you know left in a state of shock. But Austin also brought his girlfriend, who doesn't know Ian at all, knows nothing about Ian, came to watch this thing, and she liked it. So it's not just the people who know you like it, which is part of something I was wondering while I was watching yeah. it. I'm like, is this having a different effect on me? Because I know and it probably was. But still, the people in the room that don't know you or didn't know you that just came to see it had a good time, except for the two people that walked out, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, was that Ryan, the cable viewer? No, and, no, 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 no. They, they, Ryan saw you the first time. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he has good things to say. There were two people sitting on the couch. I was happy they left because then I moved to the couch. Okay, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and yeah. I don't think they weren't enjoying you. I think they were just tired yeah, because they'd already late. watched yeah. all the other kind. The show start. I got there late, and the show hadn't even begun yet. Yeah. Uh, so, no, it was uh, that. That was a strange thing because Seth and Sarah they went to the first run of the hour because I think they were just as curious. Like, does, can Ian really do an hour? And surprise, <laughs> again, it's and. And I would say, like, also, it's funny. It's just like I'm just doing a review of your hour in front of you. Please don't uh, stop. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know how you feel about this. I think in a lot of ways, the hour veered into one-man show territory, almost maybe even more than stand-up at points, but never not funny. And there were definitely swings back and forth between the two. Yeah, there was... Uh... It's got it, it, there's definitely a lot of points where like I shoehorn like some stupid joke in that it, it, like it doesn't re- it doesn't disrupt the flow of the hour but it definitely because I, I well, there I, are a couple parts yeah. I'd talk to you about like not loving and I mean it's it's up yeah. to, it's up to you what you want to do like I didn't I thought the departed part at the end kind of went on a little too long and, and okay. kind of yeah. was a, a distraction from from a lot of the points you were getting at yeah but uh, but I like the I loved the end part about uh, about yeah, the, the office thing. and yeah. friends and and yeah. why don't you compare yourself to Ross at the end I think that might also be a funny I ta- I would like to the goal is to try to. Sort of let Same. the audience decide that this whole album in a lot of ways is all about moving I, on to other things. Yeah. And I think the visual of setting a TV on fire. 
What, are you going to set a TV on no, fire? No, 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 uh, not in reality, uh, but, uh, oh, oh. It's, but, a me- but any, it's a metaphor. Any, any, any open mic comic who <laughs> who has thought Ian was awful and watches it on TV might set their TV on fire. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I think you should straight up say, uh, my, in my personal opinion, I think you should straight up say you are Ross at the end. That's... After after all the things you say to get there. Okay. <laughs> I think, uh, and I love just the will. What, what, there's the two things: the will they, won't they, and, and um, the, the meat cute. Meat cute. We want to get rid of. Yeah, the meat cute. Uh, God, there were more tags for that, but uh, I, I cut it down for. The hardest I laughed was when you said you look like a person who eats worms. Yes, that was yep. that was because I think another thing I really enjoyed about the I look like a person who eats worms is again there was humility. Look. You're a guy who goes on stage all the time at open mics and goes, I'm an LA eight and everyone yeah, like rolls their eyes. And, and, it's, and it's annoying, but it was great to see you go up on stage and say, I'm a guy who looks like he eats worms because that's, that's funnier. And it's also, you know, you go to stand up classes and the stand up teachers are always saying things to people like, uh, like, like go up and tell everyone what you look like. And yeah. I like that you didn't just start your special with, I look like a guy who needs worms. That it just, <laughs> I know what I look that like. That it just comes out of nowhere in the middle. It's like you do answer that question, you do do that joke, but you do it in an unexpected place, which makes it feel less forced. And your hour felt conversational. Which So, okay, so here was a question I had. Shoot. How many times have you been at home alone running your hour in the mirror? I this art form requires an audience. I'm always uh There's no way. There's no way. I, granted, uh keep in mind, God, we're uh we're going into April. I've been getting up virtually at all hours of the day that I'm afforded. Mm-hmm. And uh right now, like um in between jobs, uh but it, it's just like uh I've gotten up on average about four times a day since New Year's. And you're just running the bits yeah. from the special? Yeah. Just be- beating them to death. Again, I, I reiterate, it's, it's, yeah. it's blown my mind to see yeah. someone who I've never felt I watched do a <laughs> solid five do a solid 60. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not not even that you like are so bad at five. I'm not trying, I'm not trying to like take it down. I'm just like, I'm just like, I've yet to see that five that just felt like, oh, here's. E-. I've yet to see the Corden set or the yeah. Conan set, as you like to, as you like to say. But I'm like, I'm like, it, it really, like, it broke my brain. Your, your hour <laughs> to see somebody able to do sixty that I've struggled to watch do five is 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 brain breaking experience, and it's like a, it undoes a lot of the things I always thought I knew. If you do comedy long enough, if you keep writing obsessively about the things you want to write, commit to it on stage. Eventually, you're gonna find something to say, and it's gonna. Well, that's click. That, that's an interesting thing because, like, one of the things that I felt like really came through in watching you do it was, I'm like, okay, here is a man obsessed. Like, like Ian, when you when you do see him, you do see a guy who has the level of obsessiveness, commitment, and work ethic to maybe break through a lot of the barriers keeping you down and it's like that's kind of the thing you need to to succeed in anything it's like it's like it's it's not just comedy it's a testament it's a testament 
to to work ethic. I sure. I look at doctors who <laughs> had to go through years of medical school studying and like obsessing like all about all these things that I don't know how the human body works. And it's just like to be able to do that lawyers like uh they like they have to no law, no court cases, different rulings and to be just to be able to do that it's uh yeah, it's just not limited to comedy. And there's a thoughtfulness. Again, it it just it's it's interesting to see that you need time. That's the fu- the funny thing is it's like I'm going to just be honest from like a booker standpoint, from my own from my own standpoint as a booker, it's like it th- Probably after watching your hour, what feels hard for me to book you is like is like I don't I don't feel like I've got a spot to book you in where I have enough time to give you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you could give if you give me an hour, it's and like I'm it's like it's funny. I mean, I'll, I'm I'm gonna I'll be honest that there have been people who called me and been like, "Hey, this guy Ian Russo's hitting me up to do like a thing at my club. Should I let him?" And it's like you know the part of me that feels like your friend wants to say yes, but then there's the part of me that's worried. I'm like, well, what's what's Ian gonna do? And I'm gonna be like, if you you've got if you've got a 10 for him no but if you've got 60 for him yeah. yes <laughs> it's weird to tell someone to give you more time uh to let you work yeah the room to stretch but you like why were you able to be funny real quickly on the special and again not that you're not funny quickly i well, think a lot of that has to do with the fact that uh yeah when you book your own show you're surrounded by your people versus if you're doing three minutes at the lab in front of sure, and you're stressed out, and I yeah. can t- I can tell you have you have a very nervous, anxious, uncomfortable, yeah. insecure energy when you're at the improv. I, I've been getting better about it, but would you agree yeah. with that yeah, yeah, description yeah, yeah. of of, yeah. How, of how you walk around through there? Yep. And I bet you, I bet you, feeling positive feedback from this is helping you feel a little bit more comfortable around people. I think the important thing is to uh, is to. Here's the funny thing: you've never been humble, and like the idea is to try and be humble, humbler now, especially while you feel like you're having a certain modicum of success. And I also don't want you to like get the impression that this is like the greatest hour I've ever seen. Yeah, oh no, more, more more just like more like I, I would call this episode Ian Russo shock and awe. Yeah, (laughs) if I was um. Like, uh, assuming I get to the point, like, the goal is to throw away this hour and see if I could repeat this process again for 2024. If I'm doing this right, that whatever I do next will be better, and, like, this will be the worst hour I ever have. Okay, well, you know, we'll see. Again, there's a lot of, there's a lot of humility in that hour that is part of... It's, it's, yep. that's, that's also what, like... Again, it's 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 so contrary to who you are out in the world that there's like this person who acts like 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 such an asshole. Uh, I've, I've gotten out, better in out the past like people, two or three years, possibly. But you know, it's also hard to shake a reputation and a first impression. Oh so yeah. There's there, but then I watch this hour of you being have shedding your humility and like acknowledging your faults, and I'm like, wow, this was so this was such a more likable Ian than I've ever met. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, that's uh, it's it's kind of like the thing I've always again it's the thing I've always said if you were able to be more self-effacing, humble, it would 
come out stronger because you already have an advantage. You have an advantage, Ian, and I don't know if this is, I don't know how you'll feel about this, but you walk out on stage, you look funny, you start talking, you sound funny. <laughs> that is, I've always said, like, if, if, if there were steroids for comedy, I wouldn't take them because I'd just wake up in the morning and I'd be ugly and my voice would sound weird. I'm not <laughs> saying you're ugly and your voice sounds weird. I'm just saying it's just like, like looking different, sounding different is is an advantage because you start seeing someone talk and you're like, who is this different person? Oh yeah, dude, I I envy people. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example of a comic who's like, just anything that comes out of their mouth is just like instantly funny, just because yeah, they have that weirdness, they have that quirkiness. Well, I think I think a lot of. <laughs> I mean, to, to I think I talked about to you about this on your podcast. Uh, I think like the person that you, if if you were to if you're to not be your own person, the person that you kind of exist as in the open mic comedy world is sort of a modern Brody in a lot of ways. But the problem, the thing I've always said is the difference is that Brody was really endearing <laughs> and likable, and you've like actively worked to be unlikable. Yep. <laughs> you're you're you you said like that's your your goal is is to do things to make everyone hate you and then want want them to love you for it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's hard. People aren't gonna <laughs> do that. Yeah, that's not how life works. I think uh, most I think... Pe- most people are attracted to people they would want to be. I, I think the g- best example is uh, do I want to be on a set with someone for 16 hours if I have to? Yeah, I don't think you. I don't think you necessarily think about that in your interpersonal relationships yeah. with. <laughs> yeah, the last two years been getting better. Been getting better, but yeah. like I said, it's, yeah. hard, it's hard to shake that. Yeah, person. it takes a long time. It takes a long time. I mean, I know that like like people's relationships with their parents are very much like. You ever hear some like lots of people talk about how when they go home, and I experience this too when I go home. I go home and I become sixteen year old Josh. It's like it's hard to shake their perception of me as the angry teenager that lived in their house growing up. And it's hard to shake my perception of them as the authority of figures I didn't want to listen to when I was a 16-year-old. And even though we're not actually those people, it's who we become. Or like if you run into an ex, you always find yourself sort of like becoming a little bit the person you were when you were with them. It's like even though you've probably changed so much since then. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hard to shake. It's you know you've 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 established a baseline relationship with a lot of people. That's uh, yeah, and I'm made. correcting them one by one every day. <laughs> but are you? Are you? I talk about like I see you still posting things all the time. Vanquish mine enemies posts on on Instagram as I like to call them. Vanquish my en- what like uh, the stuff about like the gossip mill or. Yeah, anything. I yeah. just go, there's a lot of stuff that people should save for their therapist that they like to share with yeah. the indifferent public. Which, fun fact, my therapist was there last night. Oh, were, it was, was, yeah. were, were they? Yeah, yeah. Was that the first time they were seeing The Hour? Yep. That, they... was, that was the first time he's ever seen me do comedy. What did he say? No, he loved it. He loved it? Yeah. I'm... I bet he did. I bet he did. Yeah. Like, like if I, you know. I God think... bless him because he had to I'm listen sure he, I'm to. I'm sure he wouldn't. I'm sure he <laughs> wouldn't tell you he hated it. <laughs> but he might be, you know, he might be honest about. Uh, I wonder. I, yeah. I wonder what therapy sessions will be like after that. That was nice. How long have you been seeing your therapist? Uh, Since right after my consult. My first consultation with him was my first day out of quarantine at the height of Delta. 
Oh, okay. So, so this July, still, July of still 2021. Still a relatively yeah. new therapist. Okay. Yes. Uh, honestly, that might be the thing that made all the difference in your act was getting a therapist to really make you start looking inward. You have no idea how much this guy has helped me and... I'm trying Just, to imagine yeah, it, it, what your special would have been like pre-therapy because this yeah. was this was a hundred percent a special of somebody looking inward. Yeah, or an hour of somebody looking inward, um, instead of trying to be. And I, I even like when you told the shitty joke and then you acknowledged it was shitty by yes. doing a shitty like tagline movement. Yeah, <laughs> it was like it was like it was like the little moments peppered in. So. Ian, congratulations! You did uh, you did a shockingly good job. Thank you. I hope I hope you enjoy all the nice things I've had to say about your son, Mrs. Russo. And she will. Yeah, um, you, you don't have a uh, you don't have a roadcaster. No, I don't. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not. I'm not tacky. Like uh, <laughs> I don't do a hack podcast like the Ian Ira Russo show. I love the part where we're talking about uh, talking about. Being upset that they didn't play, play the part where it promotes your podcast on there uh, on the on the show. Wait, wait, what what part on the reality show? Yeah. Well, I guess that's the other thing is that there are and and you know I think that I'll say I wish I could said this at the beginning of the episode, but this this episode might be a good podcast to listen to after listening to Ian's <laughs> hour to kind of know a lot of these things we're we're talking about, but uh, but. Um, it's interesting. You have these bits. I don't want to get into some of them that you've been yep. long running. And what was more interesting is instead of seeing the bit, seeing you tell the bit as part of a story around doing the bit. It's like your life is comedy and you found a way to make, you know, the story of your comedy life into into the one man show. Sorry again. Yeah, it's a strange like the idea of. um like, like a lot of comedians, they talk about doing comedy and it gets very meta and at times inside baseball. But the, yeah, the, the one bit that I'm, assur- I'm assuming you're ref- the one story that I'm assuming you're referring to. Well, you're like you're like, here, I'm going to tell you guys about all the things around this. Here's the bit that it's around. Yeah. And then you do the bit, but the bit doesn't feel like it's not like you're doing the bit as part of the special or the hour. It's like you're telling the bit to contextualize the things around it yeah. that are what's funny and interesting. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're talking about the cuties joke, right? No. <laughs> it's uh, I, he, uh Austin said something funny. You want to do the cuties joke. I've been getting back into dating. <laughs> I fucked this cutie. Now I'm banned from the produce section. So Ian walks out at the beginning of his hour and does that joke. And Austin goes, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking that that's what we're in for. But like, like you veer right off. And I kind of enjoy the fact that you do such a stupid joke at the beginning and yeah. then veer into a different direction. It's uh, the, the first time I ran the hour, I did that joke. When I got to the setup, I've been getting back into dating. I fucked this cutie. Nothing but laughs. Like that was like the first wave that I was ride up, that was a- able to ride into the bigger waves and eventually the tsunami that allows me to ride the whole thing out. Now, how did you feel First time running the hour in Los Angeles versus second? Because I yeah. imagine I imagine like like 
look, it's one thing to run an hour in a city with a bunch of people that don't know you, but especially being here where you know that people are in the audience, perhaps even looking to ridicule you for it, to feel better about themselves by seeing it not go well. Like that, I, I, I personally feel that pressure for myself when I perform in Los Angeles. So how did you feel? It was, um, first time I was nervous going into it. And, like, immediately I got on stage, like, I was able to feel, oh, there is a lo- an energy in this room, love and support, and I-, I could ride this thing out if I want to. And, uh, yeah, the first time it was, like, 90% polish, and I left with, like, a legitimate standing O. And I, l- I, last I, I, I stood up for you last yeah. night. Fuck yeah. Thank you. Like last time it was last night, it was great as well. But it, yeah, it d- didn't uh, it, it was definitely later in the night. You felt better about yeah. it the first time yes. than last night. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, something that somebody told me that watched you the first time is they said, like, you came out in the first five minutes, you seemed a little bit nervous, and then you got a couple of laughs, and then you eased into it, which is an experience that I definitely understand from going on the road and performing um, once you get over that hump. But but I actually felt like last night you came out confident from the start. Yes. Like, um, th- that is something, like, uh, going on the like, I'm predicting one, I'm in... Uh I'm in Tucson, Santa Fe, and Tulsa at the end of the week. I'm predicting one of those shows is going to be a complete bomb for me. One of them. Say, them, say, the, say the cities again. Tucson, Arizona, Santa Fe, New Mexico, and... Where, where are you performing in Tucson? Uh, Hookaholics. Okay. Where are you performing in uh, Santa Fe? Uh, Teatro Paraguas. It's a black box theater in... And what was the other place? Uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, Deco Lounge. Yeah, I I have no idea. I have no idea how your act is going to go in those three places. (laughs) That's why. That's why I'm doing it. Like, uh, Um, if I uh, if one of those is a complete kill, like I murder in front of strangers, I'm. I'll be able to comfortably go to New York and be like, "Yep, this is something worthy of accolades. Let's do, you do this." Feel, do you feel? Do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel right now about your confidence about going to New York? I, uh, I, I feel good. Now you're just recording audio. Audio, but I do plan on having like a camera set up for clips. For clips, yeah. Like okay. I, I, I don't want to release this as a special. Like, Why don't you want to release it as a special? Because it. Too many comics are doing it, it so to what? the point it doesn't feel special anymore. And I also it's not, but it but it won't ever feel special. And especially if you're shedding, especially if you're shedding the the hour, you might as well well record it. And you know the the beauty of the beauty of self producing is you get to choose whether or not you self release. Yeah. But uh, you know, I don't I don't see the point of not of I, not also. I also that this is where the the humility will show in me. I still have some developing to do stage wise. Like I still find myself in little habits like pacing or well, like little well, little nervous ticks. Well, that- for example, Erica Rhodes, uh, you know, released Sad Lemon 
however many years ago, and she's released a couple of things since. She recently posted on on you or she posted on Twitter that like Sad Lemon, her first specials out on YouTube, which is like I feel like I've grown a lot as a comic since then. But it's nice to look back and watch. Anyway, it's blowing up right now. It's got like it's, okay, it's got like it hundred and fifty thousand views or something already uh, on YouTube. So yeah. I, don't, I don't necessarily see the point of like of. You know, I think I think as artists, it's like, look, I don't think the first short film I ever made was a masterpiece. I don't know if I've ever made a masterpiece of anything. Any, Mentally and, L, that's pretty thank, thank close you. to a masterpiece. And, uh, well, thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Spend the next hour talking about how great you are. No, but uh, I don't even think I was talking about how great you are. It's mostly <laughs> talking about how surprised I was by how not bad your special was. Fair enough. <laughs> But beyond not bad, how 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 actually pretty good your special your hour was, um, and the fact that I even seeing it last night is what makes me think you should film it, um, because again, like I said, there's an aspect of it that seeing you walk out on stage and looking at you for the first time adds to all of it. I mean, do you think? Do you think? Like, yeah, I still think it'll be funny listening to it on the car radio uh you saying uh i look like someone that eats worms <laughs> but it's funnier to see you saying i look like somebody who eats worms and that also there, yeah there is and a visual also element. you know you 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 yourself instead of having a catchphrase decided to do the swing in the mic in the air thing that will translate zero percent on uh audio no that is a that's an applause break trigger that's an applause break yeah. trigger. Did it get? Did it get applause breaks? Yep. I don't remember that last night, well, but I remember. La- I remember yeah. laughing yeah. at the move. I think the move is funnier than 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 the applause break. Like uh, a guy like Fraser Smith, he has the finger snaps. The room goes nuts. Mikey Ma- Mikey McCarran, King of the Boohas, room goes nuts. Yeah, and I, th- know, that's you, my. You it know, doesn't you, get laughs. It's like, oh, this guy's. You know what the difference is. What they're funny. Cl- close your eyes. Close your eyes again. Boo ha. <laughs> Keep your eyes closed. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's the. You gotta. I think I think it's worth thinking about. Yeah. Even if you film it later and you do one more one more run a run of the hour. Oh God, no! I after April uh, after April twenty third, it is done. Huh. I'm, I'm even excited. For I don't the- know if you're successful enough for your hour, for your first hour to be done. <laughs> I could just write way more, and I've already started doing that. <laughs> All right, but like, let's. Here's here's the interesting thing. Let's say, let's say, let's say in the and and let's be honest, in the rare hypothetical that that the that the hour is released and it and it does enough business that you become you know more well known in a certain way. And I say this, I like you know, it's like my. Movie got a New York Times best comedy doc of 2021. Not very many people give me anything because of it. Um, <laughs> but uh, all right, now now people are like, hey, come on the road. Are you going to say no? I don't have I don't have an hour to do anymore. That was it. I need to I need to write my next one. I ha- I have about 15 new minutes in rotation, and I have a 45 minute set in June, headlining in Apple Valley, and I um. So you're not going to do any of Sorry Again in June at Apple Valley? Nope. Good luck. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to need it. 
Uh, I mean, you know, I struggled to get to the point where I felt like I had my solid hour when I was doing my uh, road gigs. And then I'll, I'm planning on filming mine in September. And uh, Fuck yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'd love to shed my material. But trust me, if someone hits me up in October for a show, I'm doing that hour. Okay. <laughs> like This whole hour, like, I've never been able to qu- fully sum up what it is. But in a lot of ways, the hour is about moving on to better things, looking forward. And if I'm just doing the same bits that... Well, I think yeah. again. I think I think the it thing that 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 makes sense to me about you being in therapy and that this being your hour—that's kind of come. How much of the material from your hour is from after the pandemic? Uh, just a oh god, almost all of it. Almost all. In, of it. So, in fact, I other than other than like a couple jokes, like the cuties joke. C- cuties. I don't even remember when I. That's probably the one joke. It's like, how did that one come about? And then the but the, 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 the one the, the haircut York- bit, which isn't really the joke, but just something you have to explain to yeah. do the bit. Yeah, it sounds like pretty much all of what you're doing is post therapy self work. Uh, in stand-up slash one-man show form. Yeah, it was the uh, the bit about new like sitcoms, like apartments on sitcoms set in New York are much bigger than they are in reality. That's like the one bit that was uh, clearly pre-pandemic. See, I don't even remember that one. So, so <laughs> I think I think what's in, I think I think if I were to say what I feel your specials about yeah. is is like is you being like, wow. <laughs> wow, I've been a real piece of shit for a while, yeah. but I should address. But this. I, I, but I'm, I'm learning to acknowledge that, yeah. and then I think that these are some things I can work on, and some things that everyone can work on. So uh, that, that's what I think really is the is the strength and core message of yeah. the hour. All right, because like, yeah, the hour is structured. There's a teaser. Then I mean, it's you have 2020, per, per, 20, oh, go per, on. Perhaps the best part of the hour was the callback you make when you, uh, when you're talking about messaging that woman you yep. met at the bar. Uh, <laughs> like it's, it's like, yeah, crush it's, bit it's, callback. It, Let's just call it what it, it is. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's very like, like, like one of my favorite things about The Sopranos, which is a mafia show about therapy is that there's this aspect of Tony in every episode of The Sopranos of like a moral dilemma is presented to Tony. And it's like, okay, there's two things he can do. He can do the right thing or the wrong thing. And he struggles with that with that turn. And, and he goes to Dr. Melfi, who tries to pull him in the direction of doing the right thing. But inevitably, Tony is Tony, and he does the wrong thing every time. And what I think is funny about that moment is you're like, hey, here's Ian Russo. Here's a moment. There's like this clear wrong thing which I want to do right now. Yeah. Maybe I shouldn't do it, but I'm me. I'm gonna do it, and then you do it. Yeah, and that's <laughs> and that's that's the humor in that in that part. And I think that's a, a really true thing about people. Like I can't, I still can't have you on a show with me where I'm not picking on you somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like the Tony Soprano of L.A. comedy, like the, the antihero. You're the Tony Soprano of debatably autistic comedians. <laughs> oh, debatably, I'll take it. Um, <laughs> uh, do, what's your th- what is your therapist? Do, does your therapist think you have 
What 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 Did, what issues does your therapist think you have? He uh, I, I think the closest he said to autism was like, if I have anxiety, sometimes I show signs of being on the spectrum. But other than that, well, oh yeah, no, I just chill. mean I just mean in general. What what like like for example, my oh. therapist has diagnosed me with depression, anxiety, uh, um, OCD. Uh, oh God, my therapist. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, most of our conversations aren't that. They are, we're just talking about. No, yeah. that uh, my conversations aren't that. But those yeah. are those are diagnoses. And, uh, uh, um, he, he's never like he's never like officially which, like he's never tried diagnosing me. Um, codependent. I've gotten codependence. Uh, I I often find that like one of the things that really helps about therapy when I do get sort of these diagnoses of things, it's like, oh, okay. It's like being told I have codependence issues. It's like, ah, okay, well, I really am putting on some of my friends sometimes an expectation that they need to make me happy with what they do as opposed to accepting that they're going to do what they're going to do and I'm responsible for myself. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know. I, I like, I, but like uh, having that well, understanding yep. really makes it easy when something happens that might cause me to get into a fight with someone to go, well, I just can like be okay with the fact that they're a fucking idiot and live my life as what I think is not a fucking idiot without having to make sure that my friend is also not a fucking idiot. I can love this fucking idiot instead. Yeah. No, I, I just, um, yeah, most of, most of our conversations, he like, if I'm going through, it, it could be a range of things. It could be dating. It could be uh, something in comedy. Like, yeah, he just. What are some to of me. the things you talk to your therapist about about comedy? Just, I don't know. That's uh, oh, you're, do you're, doctor patient confidentiality. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> well, well, I guess you know it's interesting because it's like it's like again. I think a lot of what was good about the special was a lot of the vulnerability and honesty. Yeah. you let out. What's some of the this, show? Some of the vulnerability and honesty right here. What what are what are some of the things that bother you the most about comedy? No, this is uh, I don't know. Like, I this is probably an overshare, but. God bless my therapist because he has had to listen to every fucking beat that has come about because of that haircut story. Oh yeah, every sure. every beat. The more not not even just that's the not, silly. That's, that's, I, I assume, the more I the more that. dramatic stuff that uh that like I've. I, I that I've opted to not include in the story because yeah, it extends veering yeah. veering off of that yeah. because it's uh, yeah because that's um, <laughs> yeah I, veering off that because we've talked we've talked that to death you've talked that to death yeah well, what about it, it's not more a, like you're just knitting, like I'm, I'm scared to death that that bit's gonna be the hit single on the album uh, or whatever the equivalent of that is for comedy I'd but be, I'd be scared to death that nothing's gonna be the hit single yeah. on the album um, <laughs> okay, you know uh, you just but, you just phrase you just spun that in a way that I'm, okay I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that uh, um, as far as comedy goes as other stuff in comedy goes if uh I like I just have a random just bad uh, just a bad interaction with somebody that he helps me work through it as far as uh as far like uh keeping me motivated like um yeah yeah he's like he's a, very very encouraging to me which that some people might say is a bad thing but no nah. 
I think it's probably helped you. Uh, what, what does he talk to you about, like, with your just general interactions day to day with people? Do you talk about that, like, just like the way you feel about your place in the in the world? And your yeah, place sometimes in, your relationship with people in general. Yeah, um, my my uh, yeah, just like my at times frustrations uh, that. Yeah, like I'm kind of the butt of a lot of jokes in the L.A. comedy scene. Does he talk to you about how maybe you choose to be the butt of a lot of jokes in the L.A. comedy scene? Yep. Yes. <laughs> that, that that on a certain level, it's your own. Like I remember, you know, I'll, I'll tell this story. I very much remember when Jeff Garland did his uh, his special. Uh, Great story. His special <laughs> premiere, and you were there, and he was doing a Q and A after. You go, you say, Jeff, how much more do I have to like be doing open mics with all these shit comics? And no, then I, Jeff, I, I, I and didn't then say that. Something along those lines. This, this is what happened. Like, I I don't remember what the question was. I was like, my name is. Yeah, my name is so-and-so. I've been navigating the L.A. comedy scene for the past five years. He cuts me off. No, 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 no. You said, you said, you set him up for it. You said to him, how much longer do I have to keep doing open mics with all these shitty comments? I, no, I did not say yes, that. Yes, you did. I 100%. Because that's what caused Jeff Garland to point at you and go, you're shit. No, no he was like, five years, you're shit. No, I don't no, mean no, you no. have a shit soul. I don't mean you have a shit that, soul, but, but you're a shit your, comic. He and you was will saying be. your shit because you were <laughs> shitting on other comics for being. No, I did shit. not shit yes, on anybody. You did. I, 100%. I was there. I remember it very clearly because I messaged yeah. Liam about it. Liam's the only person I told. Liam, Liam McEnany. Okay, so that's why, because I went we to, the improv, to the improv. He told everybody. Before I get to the improv, everyone's talking about <laughs> how Jeff Garland told you your shit. Um, but again, it's show like, business, baby. But like again, you know, you, you one of the things that was great about the special and I loved was you acknowledging that you're a troll. Yeah, you say you say I'm a troll. Yeah, I think I think like. Probably the major, the biggest successes you've had in the comedy scene up till now have been your trolling. The the list. Uh, what are other things you've done? Other troll things. Oh oh, you and saying that you're having the baby with yeah. Maria Bruguer. Uh, yeah, that was. And how does she feel about you now? Yeah, yeah, we're. we're, we're... We're working on it. Yeah, we're. Working, I guess let's go with that. Yeah, <laughs> you do. They're 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 funny, but then I think you take them too far. But that's part of uh, yeah, part of who you are. Maybe it wouldn't be who you are if you didn't go too far. But um, I could argue sometimes you got to cross the line in order to know where it is. Uh, you, yeah. And you definitely do that. But, but that yeah, that that's something that only works. That only applies to art. Uh, perhaps yep. definitely applies to comedy. Yeah. Um. What uh, what do you see moving forward? Okay, ready? Like you go to QED, you record this album, you film it on one camera for clips, but don't actually film a special version of it that you could pitch around to people like Eight Hundred Gorilla and Comedy Dynamics. Uh, <laughs> okay. What what do you see next? Okay, this album's released. Uh, we're gonna have a twenty fourteen top one hundred comics. Yeah, there were there twenty twenty four. Yes, twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty four. You're already working on the list. I've, how, uh, I've how been long scouting. How long you spend working on the list? I think last year I started in June. <laughs> What's your attitude when it comes to the list? Like, what are you thinking about when you're making it? What's What's your What's your goal? How many? How much thought do you put into each number? None whatsoever. No, that's not true. You definitely <laughs> put I, some I put, thought. 
I, uh, if you're higher on the list, chances are you could do me favors or you bought stuff for me. Uh-huh. And, uh, well, yeah, there was a Venn diagram for you right there. You, you, cro- you crossed the overlap, so that, that worked in your favor. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. get anything from me? Huh? Well, <laughs> that, that's true. You're on. You're on my podcast. Yeah, but I. But I, I just want to say that 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 I I try to be a meritocracy, and you're on my podcast because I watched your special, enjoyed, it and wanted to talk to you about it. The, the the first the first list, the thing that uh that I did way better on the first list, I was purposely putting comics one comic ahead of somebody that I know they would be like pissed about it. <laughs> like I, I think I put Dan Donahue ahead of Malik B, and I know they were like, dude, I'm way funnier than Dan Donahue, bruh. Bro, bro. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, and then, like, what do Gary you do? Gary Cannon and Gen- Ken Gar. How long does it take you to make the list? Uh, the first one, it took me about two hours. Yeah. Two hours? Yeah, I just thought it was the funniest thing in the world. And I just kept plowing through names. I was like, well, here you go, world. <laughs> and then what about the second and third? Second one, I, uh, second one that was. It was like, all right, people are going to read this. I'm going to give a little bit of a story arc. Now, here, so that here's, took a, question. Me like here's a, a question months. for you. you. You know, you kept telling me uh, before the second <laughs> list that I was going to be number one, and I told you I will believe it when I see it. Yeah, I wasn't um, lying. Uh, <laughs> um, how many people, because number one on the second list was you. Yeah. You're number one, uh, yeah. uh, which was which was a funny troll. How many people did you tell were going to be tell were number one on the list? Got definitely more than just one. Yeah, how, how, who else? Pro- who probably else? like. What? Tell me. Tell me without naming <laughs> names, or at least, or or name names. Tell pro- me. Tell me how pe- different people reacted to being told they were number one. The tw- uh, I probably told at least tw- I told twenty people probably that they were going to be number one on the list. And what? How? What were different? What were different <laughs> ways? It's people? Like, ooh, I'm excited. Ooh, I'm excited. Yeah. Um. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh. And and did, did people you told were going to be number one treat you differently during that period of time? Not at all. Not at all. Yeah. And then what happened? What did? How did any of those people react when you released the list and there was no real number one? This list list. Uh, the second list was the probably like the one that got like the weakest response. The weakest response. Yeah. They wanted to see a name. Yeah. People people were so so which one did the best? The first one. Uh, th- I think I, I actually gotta go through the analytics, but th- this one, uh yeah, this one went around pretty quickly. The new one? Yeah. Like 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 did well? Yeah. Oh, so my list. My the yeah, people, yeah. Like, people like seeing me at number one. <laughs> Doing good things. <laughs> Doing good things. Um all right. Uh last Last, do I have do I have any last questions? I also think you know, Ian, you're 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 a clever guy. You're an extremely annoying guy. Um, I'm a lot of things. You're 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 an enigma. I, I think that the list is very clever. I think that the open mic list is also a very smart thing that you did to drive traffic to your site. I did. Um, that wasn't even the intention. That was just because at the time. Uh, at, at the time, Comedy Bureau wasn't listing in-person mics, and it, at this point, it was clear that as long as it was like outdoors, it was significantly safer. Uh huh. So, like uh, during uh, during the tail ends of the lockdowns during COVID, and it was like I have a list of mics in my notes. I'm just gonna put it up, 
And I, I didn't realize that I was going to uh, become the new comedy bureau. Yeah, in a way, which for is a, a time. It's a blessing and a curse. And honestly, you know, I, I, listen, I like the comedy bureau. I like Jake. Yeah, he's a good um, guy. I I find your open mic list easier to decipher and like. Like if I'm looking for a mic to do, I go to Ian's list probably first. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good service that you should keep up. Yeah, um, that's uh, as far as like uh, some people think there's this there's this like weird ill willed rivalry between me and Jay Kroger, which that is not the case at all. He's a good dude. He probably thinks I'm a good dude as well. But, <laughs> well, maybe I'll, but, have Jay, maybe I'll have Jake on the show sometime. And Jake, uh, I'd love to have you on the show. Uh, so, what do you think of Ian Ira Russo? I'll ask him. I'll ask him. I'll definitely ask him. No, but like uh, maintaining this list, which I'm, I'm slipping a little bit with responding to emails and getting everybody's mics up. Which I, I gotta get. We're in. very focused on sorry again. Yeah. That's... What about the title? Sorry again. What what made that the title? We can we can we can, we're we're, about, we're at the tail end of the podcast. Okay. I want to know about the I want to know about the title. To be honest, it was a very. Uh, it it was just something simple that I could put on like a t shirt and kind of set the tone. Like it's, got, the um. It, it, it has, so, has nothing to do with Louis. Sorry, no, nothing to do with Louis. Sorry, and I could actually tell you like how I found. Uh, it's so funny. Sorry is the number one word in people's specials right now because there's Louis. Sorry, Liz Laser, born sorry. Yeah, Ian Russo. Sorry again. Yeah, um, I think sorry again is a very funny title because, and I also like the multiple sorry agains on yeah. the shirt. I'd actually rather have a shirt with all the sorry agains on the front. Um, then oh, the back. Uh, next, uh, yeah, next time. But, uh, but it's funny because you're it's a it's a <laughs> it's a special about you constantly doing things you should, should feel so sorry for, and, yeah. and it's like sorry again. And you are, and it, and you know, and in a way, it is a little bit of an apology. The the show, to a degree. Yeah, it's, uh, I think what's funny is like like Louis being Louis being ironic with his sorry. It's like a giant sorry. It's almost, it's Louis like sorry is a bit of a middle finger. Your yeah. sorry is like your sorry again is like yeah. This is what this is what the special is. It's me, you know, being a fuck up and <laughs> needing to needing to apologize yeah. again and again and again. But uh, yeah, no, I was um, I listened to a lot of music. Like I listened to a lot of bands. Mm -hmm. And there is a. You one said so. There was one. I, normally, I can't stand when you talk about bands in your act because I'm like, I don't know anything he's saying. I don't get yep. this reference at all. Actually, when I watched you last night, it was the first time. I don't remember what it was, but you did some band reference where I was like, oh, that was actually a good joke and reference that I got. Smells like Teen Spirit of 90s Euro Pop, Cotton Eye Joe. Venga Boys. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Some, it's something, yeah. something worked about it. But uh, go on. No, but I when I found out I had the hour, I when I found out I had an hour, it was not structured yet. It was not. Uh, I wasn't trying to tell some linear story teaser. Twenty 2020, twenty 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 one, twenty twenty two closer. But uh, at the time, I was. Um, a band came up on uh, my Spotify radio, a band I know little about called Velocity Girl. And the, the song that came on was a song called Sorry Again. And I was like, yeah, that kind of hits the tones, uh, hits the beats <laughs> of everything. Yeah, so I uh, 
Yeah, I kind of borrowed that title from a band that hasn't been active since 96. And if they hear this, I would be cool if they reunited. I'd go see them. Cool. Yeah. Well, Ian, uh, thank you for coming on the show. You can catch Ian at QED on April 23rd. April 23rd. Only if you choose to do that instead of coming to see Undiscovered Genius at the West Side Comedy Theater, headlined by Al Bell. What, ti- on, what time uh, is... Uh, nine, uns- 9 o'clock. Yours is at 10, right? No, it's, at, it's at 7. I could actually theoretically make it. Oh, your, sh- your, your show's yeah. at 7? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like depending yeah, if I'm not getting wasted with friends afterwards, just celebrating. Sure. Seven, yeah. Seven's when... when uh, when the show starts, but yes. like when Liz is going up, you li- yeah, Liz is probably yeah, th- she's probably going on like seven thirty. Okay, so yeah, yeah, no, you're probably not, you're probably not going to make it. Yeah, it's fine. cutting it close. Enjoy, enjoy celebrating the recording yeah. of your special, unless it goes horribly wrong, and then I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, oh <laughs> dude, that, the thought of that terrifies me. Things happen. You can, yep. always, you can always record again. Yeah. Uh, other dates before, you so, know, I, I don't know if I'll release this before you do those dates. And, yeah. And probably no one in any of these towns is listening to it, but, but we'll see. March 30th, I am in Tucson, Arizona at Hookaholics. March 31st, I am at Teatro Paraguas in Santa Fe. April 1st, I am at Deco Lounge in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, cool. Yep. I'll be in New York. I'll be in Alaska from April 6th through the 11th, and then I'll be in New York from April 11th through the 27th. Uh, you can find any information about on any of my shows at joshedelmancomedy.com. This has been the Jew Rogaine Experience. Mrs. Russo, I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast more than my episode of Ian's, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs>